Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Once again, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I'm Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide, Kinston, North Carolina, USA, and I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. said death could not hold him down. We thank God today for another beautiful and wonderful day. God bless you, children of God. We thank God for each of you. We pray the Lord is continuing to bless you wherever you are and however and wherever this broadcast is finding you. God has been extremely and exceptionally good to us here at the Christian Center. We give him all the glory and the honor and the praise. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled Divine Positioning. God is just letting us to know how important it is to be where he told you to be. For us to be where the Lord has said be. We looked at capital A in our outline on the mountain of the Lord. That's where you will find your provision. Abraham found on the mountain of the Lord that ram caught in the bush. Some of us want to try to find the ram in the bush or find our provision, and we're not even where God told us to be. You're not even in the church yet, and you want God to do so much for you. 
Genesis 22 and 13, Deuteronomy 9 and 9, capital B, so we don't cause offense. Understand that God will have us cause some offense, but then there'll be times when God be like, uh-uh, don't cause no offense. Matthew 17, 27, Mark 6 and 3, capital C, this is not Galilee. Disciples had to be rebuked for not being in place after Jesus rose from the dead. Mark 16, 14, Mark 4, 23, capital D, we looked at yesterday. Your enemies intended harm. In fact, that's where we are. Your enemies intended harm will position you for your blessing. That's important to keep in mind, lest you start thinking that your enemies are really hurting you and giving them and giving them that kind of satisfaction to think that they are really hurting you. We looked yesterday at Genesis 50 and 20. We're going to look briefly today at Luke 20 and 43. Luke 20. And 43 from the New International Version. We're going to go back to verse 42. David himself declares in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Once again, Luke chapter 20, verse 42 and 43. David himself declares in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, sit right at my right hand. Until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Capital D in our outline. Your enemies intended harm will position you for your blessing. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, again, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory, honor, and praise. We pray, Father, that you uh, will continue to renew your mercies in our lives every morning as you have told us in your word. Forgive us of our sins and our trespasses as we forgive those who have sinned and trespassed against us. Father, we ask that you lead and guide us in your path of righteousness once again for your name's sake. That we may be shining stars in this generation and in this dispensation. That when you return, you will look over at us and say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come on up. Let me make you rule over many. This is our prayer, Father. We count done in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Let God's people say, amen. Your enemies intended harm. Intended harm. We see here in Luke chapters 20, verse 41, on down through 47, a question that was perplexing the minds of many of the people of Jesus' day. That same question is uh, perplexing the minds of many individuals today. The question was, whose son is the Christ? Whose son is Christ? I mean, sometime in life, you know, husband and wife get themselves married, have this child. You know, I know this was this was the issue with, with my parents. You know, my father's a very, very dark-skinned man, very, very black. My mother, when she was younger, was very, very fair, almost like white. Like, And they got together and married, you know, dum, 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 all everything, and they produced me. Now, when I was young, I was very, very fair. My skin was very, very light, much like my mother. Well, needless to say that some of the boys weren't going for the fact that I was my father's son. They were like, no way, uh, uh, Boat, they used to call him Boat, no way you can be that black and have a son that light or that fair. And this thing, you know, it hurt my mother, it hurt her feelings because she... Knew she had been faithful, but, you know, the older I'm getting, the the more of my father's characteristics 
I'm I'm beginning to see. It's one of the things is, is laughing here. Well, you say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? You know, sometimes when children are young, they may display more of one parent's characteristics. But as they get older, you see, oh, come on now. See, as they get older, you start seeing some more of that other parent coming out. Well, whose son is the Christ? The question, that was the question that was that was burning. And uh, but just like people was asking, whose son, if, if, if Jake ain't, that's what they used to call me when I was young, man. If Jake ain't Boat's son, that's what they used to call my father, then who is the daddy? My mama was like, he's, he's, he's Boat's, he's, he's, he's robber. You know, they just, they just, the question in our text is whose son is the Christ? Whose son is the Christ? The Bible says in verse 41, then Jesus said to them, how is it that they say the Christ or the Messiah, the anointed one, the Savior? How is it that they say the Christ is the son of David? How? How? You know? What Jesus was dealing with, not, you see, see what the confusion was in Jesus' day was the natural lineage of Jesus versus the spiritual lineage and see that's where you're going, going to get that down and you know well in one of the things that's where a lot of that's where a lot of folk is is getting confused today see the natural lineage see see uh keep in mind that we can be naturally related and not be spiritually related and because the spirit is meant to take precedence over the flesh then i'm like jesus when it come down to you you know, who is who are my mother and my brothers and my sisters? Jesus looked at those seated in a circle around him. Now, he was saying this in regard to Mary, in regard to James, in regard to Joseph, his, his, his brothers and his natural brothers and sisters. Jesus said, him who does the will of my father, which is in heaven, him also will I call my mother, brothers and sisters. I, I, I go, you know, I got natural brothers, I got natural sisters, but if we ain't of the same spirit, then we just... We're on two different sides of the spectrum. I got contact, and the Lord keeps flashing this in my spirit. And we've got some churches that, that have joined in with us down in South Africa. And one particular pastor uh, had been inviting me to South Africa, Children of God, for the better part of 10 years. I kept coming up with excuses, kept coming up with reasons, going other places, doing every kind of thing. He was like, Apostle, when are you going to come down and bless us? When are you going to come down? Ah, like man of God, you know. Finally, I went about, what was it, maybe three, four years ago. And my God, it's been about, I think it's been about two or three years. And my God, my God, South Africa, especially Western Cape Town, is one of the most beautiful places. And I have been some places in this world to the glory of God. But Western Cape Town, South Africa, I'm looking at it on my map right down here. Western Cape, way over here, is one of the most beautiful places, natural places I've ever seen. Dubai is one of the most beautiful cities, United Arab Emirates. But Western Cape Town is one of the most beautiful places. They got beautiful, beautiful beaches. Now, the only thing I don't like, you'll see great big old posters up, shark warning and you know, if you see a great white shark, you know, great white sharks sightings are common. This is what you do. That was enough for me right there to stay out in the water as much as I love the water. Now, you people know I love the water. 
But you know, they got people that 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 up in towers on the hills that's looking out for spotting of great white sharks. Well, I didn't need to hear no more. I could enjoy all I wanted to right on the white sandy beach, clear crystal clear water. I won't trying to deal with no great white shark. And some of them about half as long as this church building. What kind of business have he and I got? Well, all this to say is this. I finally want to say that. I can two one of the saints is saying, how can two swim together unless they, <laughs> unless they agree? Praise God. But I, I, uh, I, I, you know, finally went down, and and it was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life, and as far as missionary, the city was beautiful. The saints treated me so so well. About three of the churches had come together. Three of the churches, pastors bringing their congregations together to welcome me and, and to be there. And we just had a blessed, blessed, blessed time. And I, I, if any of the saints down in South Africa, uh, Western Cape are listening, the Lord bless you. Just beautiful, beautiful people. God took me out for seafood, fresh, nice seafood, beautiful malls, sightseeing. We all, we went and, you know, you got Table Mountain there where the clouds come over the, a, a mountain, a huge mountain that's like, a, looks like a big giant table. And, the, and the, the, the clouds come over the mountain and roll down the mountain. It looks like a tablecloth and they call them Table Mountains. We went out on a cruise and I'm seeing uh, sea lions and seals. I had no idea they were so big. I'm thinking they like the size of dogs and stuff. These things are like eight, nine hundred pounds or something. I mean, they were just huge and like long and big. I was like, what is it? Well, that's what great white sharks like to eat. So, you know, they can't be just some little bitty something. But the point is this, children of God. You know, this man of God contacted me today and asked me, Apostle, he said, when are you coming down to be a, a, a blessing to, to our people again? And I said, man of God, I said, the Lord willing, uh, I'll be down there maybe maybe the latest around around January or so. But when I come down, these three churches, they just they, they send out handbills and flyers and they all the saints come together and they bring refreshments and, and they serve refreshments at the back of the church. And I'm and I, and it's just a beautiful Beautiful fellowship. You say, Apostle, what you're driving at? Jesus looked at those seated in a circle around him when they asked him and told him, your mother and brothers are outside wanting to speak to you. Jesus said, who is my mother and my brothers and sisters? He that does the will of my father, which is in heaven, him also will I call my mother, brother and sister. The point is this. The question is not who's related to you, child of God, physically. That's not so much the question. But who is related to you, child of God, spiritually? Jesus sent a message to us 2,000 years ago and let us know he left his own mama outside. She won't believe at this time. at that time. He left his own brother outside. He left his own sisters and them outside at that time until they came on in. Once they came on in, Mary was one of the greatest supporters of Jesus' ministry, followed his ministry. You'll find in Luke chapter 8 how that Mary was a part of the women that supported Jesus and the other disciples financially and different things. I told this man of God earlier today, he said, Apostle, when you coming down? I said, Lord willing, uh, January, we're going to try to get down there. I said, you know, he said, because we miss you. We love you so much. I said, man of God, I said, I love you all, too. I said, you all are family. I said, you're family. You're just family. He said, amen, man. Amen. We left it. We left it right there. You're family. Understand, children of God, we're family. If you out there under the sound of my voice, if you are saved and your natural family is not saved after this world, that's the end of your dealings with them. 
Hmm? Because they going to hell and you going to spend eternity with God. But those of us who are born again, I don't, black, white, rich, poor, South African, Nigerian, South American, Australian, we got to deal with one another forever. You better go on and fix your mouth when it come down to me. As a child of God, and I might as well fix my mouth when it come on down to you, because we got to deal with each other forever as children of God. Natural family, if they not saved, end of this world, till death do us part. That'll be the end of that, almost like marriage. But as children of God, you're going to have to deal with Robert Bryant forever if we both make it to heaven. One of us don't have to get sent to hell. So keep in mind that the spiritual, even, even the, the spiritual comes first. The spiritual comes first. Even before you do anything or say anything, it first took place in the spiritual. Everything that happens in the natural first took place in the spiritual. Where was a Lamborghini before it was physically made? It was in the mind. It was in the spirit of the, cre- of the, of the architect or the, you know, the, 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 the manufacturer or whatever you call them. Where was that chair before it was in the physical realm? It was in the mind of the one who created it. Where were you and I before we were in this physical realm? God said, Robert Bryan, you was in my mind. You, child of God, under the sound of my mind and under the sound of my voice, you were in God's mind before you were ever in the physical realm. God had to tell Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. God said, I knew how tall you were going to be. I knew what color you were going to be. I knew the exact place where you were going to live. God, this ministry. I saw it in the spirit. God showed it into the spirit, showed it to me in the spirit a long time before. Now it's starting to manifest. Now we're starting to see churches in, in South Africa and churches in Nigeria and churches in, in a fly old uh, Ghana, uh, churches in, in, in India. Now, but it has to take place in the spirit. In the spirit before it takes place in the physical realm. So, so this is where... Jesus has to deal with the hearers of his day because they were confused because they understood Jesus as being a, a physical descendant of David. But then Jesus said, look, how is it that if, if, I'm the son, if I'm physically the son of David, like you all are saying, how is it then they say that Christ is the son of David when David himself declares in the book of Psalms, the Lord sit at my, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until... I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. David calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? David calls him Lord. Now picture what what David did. Now picture picture me calling my great 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 or whatever however far down Jesus my great 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 grandson Lord. He's my great great. He ain't even in the physical. He ain't even physically manifested yet. He's my great 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 grandson, and I'm calling him Lord. Well, what does that mean? That means that David had a revelation that was not common. David was able, to, in the spiritual realm, to see that though it would be a physical descendant of his, spiritually he would be the Christ. David was able. God gave David a supernatural revelation into what his descendants would be. Most of us don't, many of us don't even know what our children will be. Don't even, God gave, because of David's closeness to, 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 to God, God gave him a revelation as to what his descendants 
will be. I don't know how many generations it is from David to Jesus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that out and check that out. But David called him Lord because David saw what he was going to be in the spirit. Never mind that he's my great, 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 great grandson in, in the physical. But what he is in the spiritual is Lord. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. Now, right hand is, a, is symbolic of power. It's symbolic of a place of authority. It's Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. It's symbolic. And the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies. You say, Apostle, what you want us to understand? Understand that your enemies will be made to do some things. Oh, they got a little freedom now. They're able to, to do a little bit now. But your enemies will be made to do some things. Your enemies will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Their knees will bow and their tongues will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Your enemies, you, you and I, children of God, we, the Bible says we will rule in the midst of our enemies. Your enemies will be made your footstool. Made your footstool. Now, what is the importance of that? A footstool is what you pull out when you, when you won't rest. Now, it almost sounds like a contradiction, your enemies and rest, because a lot of times the last thing that our enemies want to give us is rest. But God says, I'm going to make your enemies give you rest. That's why I want to encourage you, child of God, you continue to do the things that are pleasing in the eyesight of God. Keep on walking with the Lord. Don't get weak and weary and well-doing, for you will reap in due season if you faint not. Your enemies will be made at the appointed time. They will be made to give you a rest. They will be made to leave you alone. They will be made to shut up their mouth. They will be made to quit rolling their eyes. They will be made to give you rest. But you got, you got to stay in place. What are we talking about? Divine what? Positioning. God, David said, look, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. So you want to be standing up on his left hand, pointing the finger at your enemies. God said, that ain't what I said. That doesn't, meet, that doesn't get the requirement met. Sit down at my right hand. Sit down in this place of power. Understand, child of God, that you are, you are seated in a place of divine power. You're not just a regular person. What your enemy, your enemies don't even realize who they messing with. You and I are seated in a place of divine power. We're not just regular people. Sit down. Sit down. In other words, take your place. When 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 you know when when I was a school teacher, one of the rules that I had is you must be in your assignment. I had five simple rules. And one of the rules was being assigned place ready to begin when the late bell rang. You had two bells. You had one bell let you know the end of class, and you had another bell let you know the, that uh, 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 that it was the late bell. And anybody that won't sitting down and in their right place when the late bell rang, they would consider late. I have I have had students that were coming in the door when the late bell rang. I have had students sitting down in their place, uh, pulling out their books when the late bell rang, and I marked them late. But that's not what the rules, the rules say, oh, coach, I'm here. I'm just getting my book. Uh-uh. Be in a signed place ready to begin. You still getting ready. You are late, son. So what ended up happening when, when, when students saw that that was, that was the way it went? That means as soon as they, they didn't have time to be playing around in between classes, they came to class, got their books out, got ready. So when that bell rung, they were ready. Don't let the bell ring. Don't let the trumpet sound and you still running around here on earth trying to get ready. 
sit down. Sit down. What God is saying is take your place of authority. You up scrambling around, running all around, arguing with your enemies, fighting with your enemies. God said, that ain't where I told you to be. All that's doing is delaying the time it's going to take for me to make them your footstool. Sit down. Until, and God said, look, wait right there. Until I make. See, you, some of us think that it's our responsibility to make our enemies our footstool. Some of us think it's our responsibility to make our enemies shut up. Some of us think it's our responsibility to make our enemies get right. God said, oh, I ain't I, I'm going to get him straight. It ain't your job to get him straight. That's God's job. It's your job to get and keep what? You straight. Come on, let me get ready to close this message before I just, I don't really heard the phone ringing. Until I make your enemies your footstool. God is the one that makes our enemies our footstool, not us. See, when you start trying to make your enemies your footstool, now God got to get your enemies for being your enemies, then he got to get you for trying to do his job. That ain't your job. Why did God, why did God, what did God actually punish the woman for in the garden? He didn't punish her for eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You won't find that in your scripture nowhere. That one with God, God punished her for you doing something that is not your job. Your job is supposed to be helping the man do what God told him to do, not trying to encourage the man to do what God didn't tell him to do. That was, that was what God was upset with the woman about. Your job is to help him. I thought I made you a suitable helper. When did I tell you, you to be a suitable herder? God made the woman to help the man do what God told him to do. Wives out there, your husband, pastor, your husband, bishop, elder, overseer, and you kicking against, fighting against the ministry, you ain't doing, you, you're going to end up rebuked just like the woman was in the garden. Your job is to help that man. Because you do know you were destined to be with that man. And if you're lucky enough to have one that loves God, not perfect, loves God and is trying to do God's will, you ought to consider it a privilege and an honor to help him do what God has told him to do. Let me close this message before I start getting text messages. Helper. Suitable helper. No, the woman didn't get punished for eating the fruit from the tree. No, God just said that ain't what that ain't what I'm tripping off. I never told you you couldn't eat. But what I didn't tell you to do was to be giving fruit to the man who I did tell not to eat. I didn't tell you that. Rest assured, I didn't tell you that. Uh, David calls him Lord. David calls his descendant Lord. How then can he be his son? People in Jesus' day, it was a common uh, uh, understanding that the, that the Messiah or the Christ was, was David's son. You know, or David's David, Jesus said, how could he be his son? David, David called him Lord, so how are you going to be David's son? Jesus was trying to get the people to understand there's some things going on spiritually that you all don't understand. And when people don't understand what's going on spiritually, that's when they be blind. Because you can be physically blind, can't see in the physical world, and you can be spiritually blind. You can't see what you're doing in, in spiritual, spiritual realms. Your enemies 
will be made your footstool. Footstool is what gives us rest at the appointed time. And also we bring out a footstool when we are not tall enough to get to something. You must want to have a light in your house that you're not tall enough. We got some lights in this church. Some of you all maybe, I don't know if you can see them. You can see the, the, the brightness of them, but you can't see the light. We've got some fluorescent lights, very long lights up in the uh, top of this church. Now, I reach up almost eight foot six, but this ceiling is nine foot. When we built this church, we put this as a nine foot ceiling, and these lights are flush on this nine foot ceiling. I can't reach them. As far how tall a reach as I have, I can't reach them. What I do is I bring me out a footstool, and that footstool helps take me higher. I want to prophesy to you, child of God, your enemies will help take you higher. What we say? The enemy's intended harm. They think they hurting you. They think they stopping you. They think all you doing is pushing me right to where God want me to be. Uh-oh, all a footstool do, I'm bringing out a footstool, footstool think, oh, I'm going to make him get up real high and fall. I'm going to all that footstool is, is letting me stand right on it so I can get up and do some things that I couldn't do on my own. Your enemies are helping you do some things you couldn't do on your own. That's why we can love our enemies. That's why we can pray for those who persecute us and who did. Why? Because you ain't doing nothing but helping me. You think you hurting me. And if I was crazy enough to believe that, maybe I would have my mouth poked out and I'd be angry with you. But because I know you can't do nothing but help me, I don't care what you do. You cut my head off. You ain't done nothing but help me because to be present in the body is to be absent from the Lord. And to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. There ain't nothing you can do to hurt me. Now, you got to hear that spiritually. Ain't nothing you can do. You ain't got that kind of power. Oh, Negro, I will slap your mouth. Maybe. You can't hurt me, though. Not that uh, that's beyond God taking it and using it to help me. In the long run, is God going to use it to help me? Whatever you do. So, talking about divine positioning. Your enemies are positioning you. Went over Joseph's brothers last night. They didn't do nothing but position him, help put him right where God wanted him to be. Help put him right where God wanted him to be. Your enemies will help put you right where God wants you to be. The Lord bless you, children of God. Heaven continue to smile on you. God bless you. Since you can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc feel free to join us on talk shoes precast youtube and itunes at 96 p.m daily on talk shoe call 724-444-7444 enter id 17959 as precast type in robert bryan on youtube and the christian zone church channel you can see excerpts of apostle robert bryan on youtube donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.